Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 You go high, I'll go low. <laughs> That's as high as I can get. That was great. <laughs> I, I was able to match it. Like you were, uh, you hit that note perfectly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Welcome! Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. I'll do that again. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to get, get kick, some energy. Kick it up. Kick it up a notch. Right, right. <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> to Hoey Up Podcast. <laughs> Amy. Hi. Are you okay? I am recovering. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm very good, thank you. I didn't mean to scream at you. That's okay. It did. It got my blood racing. Blood racing. My heart racing. No, you're in your heart boiling. My heart pumping. So, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to season five of yeah. Oh Yeah Podcast and also King of the Hill. Yes. Now, uh, I know that technically this is the second episode of season five, but as we've mentioned before, we pre-recorded mm-hmm. the first episode, Perils of Polling, over, a year ago. Not not over a year ago, almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. So really, this is the first episode that we're recording. So this is this is how I'm I'm recognizing this is the start. This is special. Yeah, it's significant. It is. So I wanted to kick it off with uh, just excitement and mm. to like recognize that this was the first episode for us for season five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wanted to scream, but I <laughs> and she did did not warn Amy at all. And I am sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all right. So, did you miss us, everybody? Did you miss us? I missed us. I missed us. I missed you all. I missed this the yeah. experience. Uh-huh. Um, the praise. <laughs> <laughs> the adulation. <laughs> I missed uh, seeing our downloads uh, every day and being really turned on by it. <laughs> So I can't wait for that to happen again. Every stream gets me so hard. Just a little bit closer to the edge. <laughs> Just right there. So it's good to be back. Yes. I We took the month off mm-hmm. and it was much needed. Yes. And I remember thinking, okay, I'll take a little breaky from King of the Hill and just mm-hmm. explore like who I am now as a person or whatever. <laughs> but... uh. It's so interesting. One of the people that I work with around the time that we stopped started kind of bringing up King of the Hill every once in a while. Uh, they have like a really great Southern accent and they say shook a lot. And so every oh. once in a while they'd be like, oh, like every time I say that, I remind myself of Nancy from King of the Hill. And I'm just like, 
oh yeah that show (laughs) you are oh my god it's the first thing i mentioned like i have mentioned it in job interviews like yeah so i have a podcast (laughs) oh there's no way i'm gonna risk any of the parents that i see knowing that you're hilarious and amazing and you're a superstar this is a rural community and a lot of them (laughs) don't even like observe halloween so a lot of junie harpers and they're all friends with each other on Facebook. And all they right. keep trying to friend me. And I'm not <laughs> allowing it. Fair enough to all of those points. So I feel like I really have to keep that wall up. But it, it just a couple, a handful of coworkers, I want to just be like, oh my God. <laughs> I host a podcast about King of the Hill. I would love to talk more about this. So it was just, I was excited to take the break. But during the break, I feel like I was able to reconnect with King of the Hill just mm, as a fan. Right. And talk about it with somebody different. <laughs> it was lovely. Oh, well, I hate them now. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? Yeah. You're just telling me now this right now in front of everyone? It was actually, <laughs> I actually, it's surprising how many people I met that were into King of the Hill. I uh, met some friends of friends that it turns out they had like, monthly king of the hill parties or something and they would come up with a special cocktail for like the it's character amazing. i know i was just like oh my god what the fuck let's talk about this <laughs> man oh my god so king of the hill never really did leave me but no it don't i found a new path to it i feel during the break wow that's beautiful i didn't realize till just this moment when we were talking about it yeah i uh did a, I feel like I didn't really get a break. Um, no. no. I, I mean, I never feel like... Because I'm always I'm like, well, if I'm not doing this, then I'm going to be doing 800 other things mm-hmm. to fill that time. Right. So I got a pap smear. Nice. Um, I went to Florida, <laughs> which I came back with a horrible sickness, and it wasn't COVID, so go fucking figure. Please tell me you got your pap smear after you got back. No, I got it before. Uh-oh. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> No, 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 no. I didn't know. It was, there was no banging involved in Florida, thank God. But, but the humidity. The, true. Well, look. No, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I have a stockpile of uh, yeast infection medication, so it's all good. I'm so glad you got that pap smear. And I mm. am planning on seeing the same gynecologist as Amy. So we will be touched by the same hands. <laughs> So the the success of this podcast rests on the hands of this one doctor. <laughs> she has no idea what she holds in her hands. No, the whole world. <laughs> anyway, so went to Florida. I saw my family and my friends. What else did I do? I started painting. I'm very bad at it. Shut up. But Come I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. You um, don't tell yourself. You're you're not bad at it. You are building a skill. That's right. I'm building a skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have I done? I know I know. I had a whole lot of things that I... Oh, I've been on like 500 interviews. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like I have been incredibly busy. Yeah. It feels like this month has been a lot longer than a month. Do you feel that way? I feel like it went by very fast. I, was, I feel like I've lived a hundred lifetimes. Oh. And I am immortal now. I can like, uh, I feel that when I'm near you, you've got this like 20 mile stare sometimes. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know where she went, but she's somewhere else. 
I, I don't know where I went either. Anyway. She's seen some things. <laughs> oh, especially in Florida. Anyway, it's good to be back. All that's to say it's good to be back. <laughs> and if you didn't skip through this, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you especially. The other ones can get fucked. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Give yourself time to process all of that. <laughs> It's like we haven't talked. I see you all the time, but it feels like we haven't talked in a while. So it's just like, no, pass me, pass me. Oh, and I did try using a diva cup. Yes, that's right. I, another very important thing, and you didn't like it, huh? Well, it was too big. I, I think. Yeah, you got you got the big one. I also fell asleep for like fifteen hours because I was so fatigued, and <laughs> I ended up having it in for like twenty four hours, but not one leak. Yeah. That's true, though. Not one. You can leave those suckers in for a long-ass time. And trust me, I leak. <laughs> She's a leaker. I'm a leaker. <laughs> She's a leaker. God forbid. I, I'm like, I have a fear of sneezes, right? Because <laughs> well, I'm a leaker. Right. Because <laughs> something's going to come shooting out. We don't know what. Guys, all that's to say, we're happy to be back. <laughs> we're really going to get into it this time. <laughs> and here we go how do we even start this shout outs that's right (laughs) remember those no (laughs) oh goodness all right let's see shout outs is what we normally do but before we do that i just want to say real quick that it's october the spooky season is upon us What's that? Huh? What's that behind you? Huh? No, stop. I'm going to get scared. It's a st- <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be scared. Okay. What's behind you? It's a story that I know you have to submit to us for our third annual spooky story episode. And we've gotten some good ones. Third? Yeah, we've done two so far. Holy hell. Time goes by. Time and we don't age. Slipping, slipping, slipping. <laughs> Into the future. Brutal. All right. So our third annual spoopy story. Remember, I don't know if you remember, we got a story from Laura last year uh, from when she worked at Disney, Disney. And a ghost maybe threw a rock at her. Yes. Ah! And the in the uh, the racist ride. Which one is it? Um, oh, oh, oh. Splash Mountain. Yes. That's it. That's right. <laughs> Before anyone was there, it was empty, and then somebody threw it. And then there was, like, another story, I think, from the year before where somebody, like, went into the woods. They, like, went into this, like, path, like, into the woods with their no. friends, and then they no. came out. And I forget what happened. They got in their car. They turned their headlights on, and right where they had just come from, yes. like, something was standing there, and it yes. chased them. Yes. I think that was the first time. That that was the first spooky stories, and it stuck with us ever since then because it was terrifying so it was really good and then that one where that that person was with their what youth group yes, and they like that one is a classic <laughs> they ended up like having they got egged and they ended up like leaving one kid behind that was that was uh so those are just some of the stories we've gotten so many wonderful ones so please by all means send in your own and uh hello at hoyapod.com you could send it uh to our voicemail you could leave a voicemail yep you could record it yourself in your own spooky voice just Mm -hmm. call us at 386 
530-3876. And that's Funk 30 Firm with a U, F-U-R-M. <laughs> um, so please get those into us. Yes. And then, all right, spookiness aside, mm-hmm. my shout out for this first kind of semi-official episode of season five is going to come from none other than nowhere than iTunes. It's an iTunes review. Hell yeah. The most important thing anyone has ever done ever, leaving us a five-star iTunes review. That's right. Or giving us money. Yep. That's also very important. Just as good as money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is an iTunes review from August 13th, 2021. And it's from Shawnee198806. I don't think that spells anything. <laughs> Not Boobs. Boobs. I don't know. I like, <laughs> wanted to turn it upside down. Uh, and the subject says, I love it. And the body says, I just discovered this podcast yesterday and I absolutely love it. Especially me being a millennial myself and have seen every episode just makes me ecstatic hearing y'all talk about it. I have a lot of catching up to do. Smiley face. And then it says, update. I'm two seasons in and I haven't heard y'all mention Greg Daniels at all. (laughs) Just Mike Judge. He was one of the creators of Swell. And right you are. And and up to season five, you still have not heard him mentioned. I think I might have mentioned him once recently, and it was like maybe accusing him of doing something weird. So that's right you are. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, Shawnee198806. And so I've decided for the month of October, every episode, I will give one fun fact about Greg Daniels. Very good. I like that. Thank you. So, first fun fact. Oh, Christ. Greg Daniels. <laughs> Greg Daniels was born June 13th, 1963, in none other than New York City. Wow. Fancy. Greg Daniels is 58 years old. He was born rich. And he went to Harvard. Okay, I gotta save these Harvard. facts. Gotta save these fun facts, yeah. Okay, Smarty Pants McGee. Well, are you surprised? If you were born in New York City. <laughs> and you wrote, like, I mean, you co-created, like, King of the Hill among some of right. the other, like, I've just done some, I'm saving my fun facts. But you gotta save them, you gotta well, save them. Greg Daniels has done a lot. <laughs> All right, okay, so, mine is also from iTunes. Okay. Okay? So, another five-star review. Ooh. Thank you, everybody. Get so- us money. <laughs> I prefer money. Because <laughs> I'm so broke. <laughs> Almost as good as money. Florida really wiped me out and all the subsequent tests that I had to take after I came back from there. <laughs> wiped her out in a lot of ways, but none of the like important ones. Right. And it certainly wasn't a front to back wipe. <laughs> well, my underwear would say otherwise. <laughs> oh, please. Florida for sure wipes from the back front. All right, so this one is from Jugstore Cowboy. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. It says, note to self, taste the strawberry. Oh. <coughs> oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not used to you being. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A 
And the body says, you ladies are doing such a great job with this. My older sister and I grew up in a small Texas town watching King of the Hill. I remember talking about how Peggy was the worst character, and my sister would always insist that that was what made her the best character. My sister passed away a few years ago, and since then, I haven't really had anyone to share my love of this show with. She would have loved this podcast, and y'all remind me of her a lot. Thank you for helping me feel connected to her again and for giving me something I thought I lost. Oh. I know. What, what's their name? Jugstore Cowboy. Oh which really <laughs> undercuts the, 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 the sadness and the emotions that I feel. But, you know, oh. and I've mentioned this before, you know, we get some really heartfelt um, messages, emails, uh, iTunes reviews. But... It's, it's always shocking to me seeing how much loss there is and yeah. how many people say, like, you know, and I, and I hate to say, like, will we help them through this? Like, I'm not trying to say that, but, like, when people do open up to us and they leave these kind of reviews or send us emails like this and explain, like, how they're grieving and how it helps them, it really means a lot to me because it's painful and it's sad. And something like this just... Really, it, it gets me every single time. It never, the, the impact that it makes is never dulled. It, so many people are going through so much. I mean, it, it really, it really is crazy, like how most people are just struggling with something. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I could really hope is that nothing we do makes anyone feel worse. Right. But let alone to hear that it could be like, helping in some way is right. just so meaningful and of course we're so sorry for your loss and mm-hmm. and if you ever want to write back to us and and share your name and your sister's name I'd love to just you know just kind of like say your names and and say her name and and you know it's I don't know I just I'm grateful that we could make you feel a little bit better absolutely Thank you, everyone, who leaves us a review, who sends us emails. Heartfelt, funny, silly, whatever it is, we appreciate you. Creepy. and So much. You creepy. Yeah. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Remember what we were just talking about earlier? <laughs> we really appreciate you all, and we're so excited to be able to do this again. Absolutely. Thank you, Jugstore. Thank you, Jugstore. <laughs> let's see those jugs. Hey, let's see those jugs. <laughs> Speaking <Cowboy>. of jugs... <laughs> Yeah. Let's get into the episode. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, this is season five. Oh, I'm sorry. Season five. (laughs) Episode two, the book stops here. Lucky us, it's a buck-focused episode. Fucking A. You think his nickname was ever fuck? Buck fucks. Buck Strickland. <laughs> Buck Strickland. We know this guy. This guy fucks. We know he does. All day, every day. That's that's a fact. <laughs> that's like a key characteristic of his. That's not, we didn't make that up. We're not being vulgar. Anyway. Air date. November 5th. 2000. So we're still in 2000. Oh my god. <laughs> We're almost to the end, though. We're almost to the Woo-wee. end. Woo-wee! <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're in season five, but I feel like this is a pretty hanky episode. 
Hank is hanking it up. He's very hanky this episode. And we get a little bit of hot Hank too. This is a this is a good episode to be kicking this off with. I didn't see Hot Hank. Oh, I'm sure we'll I'm I ready for know. it. Okay. I will let you know. Okay, so it's uh, summer vacation, and Hank, of course, is just like my son should Ugh. be doing something. He's not doing anything. He's just laying in his bed, what reading comics or just straight up sleeping he's sleeping just Bobby's sleeping. sleeping he was like i was up until 3 a.m watching a taxi oh uh, marathon, marathon which amazing that's the shit that i did on my of course my summer break why are parents so focused nick at night on exactly on making their kids do shit on summer break let them ha- let them have this there's it's called a break for a reason i would be grateful if my kids just only watched a channel that featured shows from my youth. Right. And now, like, now we have this shared language. And they slept all day and left you the fuck alone. Yeah. Perfect. They didn't go out or do drugs or anything. They stayed up and watched an old TV show marathon and then slept until, like, 4 p.m. Perfect. Sounds great. Hank's not okay with this. (laughs) Most parents aren't. My parents didn't like it either when I would do it. Yeah. Annoying. Annoying. Why is that? Just leave me alone. Let me sleep. I'm tired. Especially with that, like, opening the blinds. <gasps> it's so aggressive. Oh. Oh, and then, like, taking your blanket off? Or, like, throwing water on you. It's violent. It's All of that is, like, the worst way you could wake up. I'm not lying. That is violent. <laughs> it's, it's aggressive. Oh, God. Oh. I'm having flashbacks. I know. Me too. That Jesus. That sunlight bursting into his eyes. I was like, you piece of shit, Hank. I've never felt so like uncared about <laughs> as I have when blinds are like opened. Oh, I know. It is so the disrespect. <laughs> okay. So Hank is like, you need to work. You need to like get a job. He's you're, 13. You're in all right. seventh grade. <laughs> So Hank brings Bobby to work and he intends to make him a tank wipe, like the lowliest job. Like Debbie had to do it like prior to her death. (laughs) Poor Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Debbie. Ultimately poor Debbie. Um, But uh, Buck is at work and he's just like, sorry, like Miss Liz's what stepbrother's cousin is like. Stepbrother's cousin's kid. Kid. (laughs) Is already, like, wiping the tanks this summer, but uh, I bet I could get Bobby a job as a caddy over at my country club. And Hank's like, oh, that w- I would appreciate that so much, Mr. Strick. I would thank- be so honored. So- thank you so much for doing this. Uh, so Buck gets Bobby a job as a caddy at a country club, and initially he's just like, I'm not trying to, like, do anything. <laughs> love it. I love it so much. I'm just gonna, like, try and, like, nap on this bench, and hopefully no golfers, like, try to snatch me up. Uh, understandable! Yeah, completely. So we see Bobby at the country club, and he's just minding his own business, kind of napping, and then Buck shows up, and he's just, like, kind of throwing tips to everyone. He's being very showy, very gaudy mm. with his money, which I worked at a country club, and those people do not, like give money out at all (laughs) no matter how many times they send you back to like fix their scrambled eggs they will not tip you i did think about you a lot during this episode like in the in the country club scenes i thought about you i would have killed to have a buck or two (laughs) just throwing money at me for no reason that would have been great 
no reason. There is going to be a reason attached. The fuck is giving money to you, honey? Yeah. But most <laughs> of those people are like 80 and literally poop themselves. So <laughs> I can fight them off if I need to. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Buck is just like giving out all these tips. And then he sees Bobby and he's just like, hey, great job just napping. Here's five bucks. <laughs> so that's cool. Buck's yeah. just giving out money and whatever. And then Bobby ends up hanging out with the other caddies later on. And they're like, oh, we all do this really fun thing where we get giant blocks of ice and we ride them down a hill. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so they send Bobby off. Uh, It's like a giant block of ice. He has to sit on it. It has like a rope so he can hold on. It's like a sled, but made of ice. He like shoots down the hill and ends up running into somebody and like hurting them, right? Oh, yeah. It's a, well, never mind. Is that one of your trivia questions? Actually, I don't think it is. I think it was going to be, but it's not. Because it's, it's mine. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. Every time I do a trivia, I'm like, I know she's doing this one too. It's too obvious. Come I on. His know. name is Corky. I know. Raywood? Yes. Yeah. It's just such a good name. Corky. Yeah. Uh, so he runs it and Cor- uh, Mr. Cork. Corky <laughs> is uh, the club's <laughs> membership chairman. And so he's important in some way. And Bobby plows him down with this block of ice (laughs) and cut to security escorting Bobby home. Hank opens up the front door and security's just like, your son is so clearly fired. Yeah. He ran over a person with a block of ice. Like he's done. Yeah. This security guard is a real, uh, real snitch. He's getting off on the little power that he has. (laughs) It's the only power he has. I'm sure. That's it. He even he, gives Hank a warning about this truck. I know. He's like Hank times a billion. Ew. God. His, he barely has any authority. The, the little authority he has should only pertain to the country club grounds. <laughs> and then he's out in the world and he's like scolding Hank for like not parking a certain distance from the curb. <laughs> it's like, go back to your hole. Get, get out of here. Yeah. Scoot. Go um, yell at the geese that go on the golf course so hank squirts him with a water gun and he like scampers away into the night (laughs) uh and hank is appalled he's like you have besmirched but buck put his name on the line for you and like you have embarrassed him and i'm taking you to his house and you are going to apologize to him and hank takes bobby to it's to Buck's house, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Hank has this expectation where Buck's going to be like, now, son, you can't be riding down the hills like on blocks of ice. That's- it's like he's never met Buck. Yeah. He just <laughs> expects Buck to be like, no, you can't do this. And well, I accept your apology. But instead, Buck's just like, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? I'm like going to hire you back as my personal caddy. And, uh, fuck those people, and we're gonna party. Yeah, and he's like, and that security guard is fired. Yeah. <laughs> and Bobby's like, no, wait, don't. He's like, it's too late, he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> that is the power that I want so badly. <laughs> I wouldn't it, fire anyone, but I would just be like, let's go. It's dangerous, though. You see how many heart attacks he has. <laughs> True. <laughs> it is a miracle he's not dead. I did think that at a certain point. Um... <laughs> So he hires Bobby as his own personal caddy and they just really hit it off. Yeah. Like uh, 
Buck is just throwing money at Bobby left and right. He even gives him a wa- like a watch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he teaches Bobby how to help him cheat at golf, mm-hmm. and uh, basically like lightly assault other golfers, <laughs> <laughs> all in the name of like cheating and winning. And they are just having a great time doing it. They love it. Eating hot dogs. Hot dogs? Oh, yeah. Oh, I miss the hot dogs. Oh, it's in the very... He's just like, hey, because Bobby's like 18 holes. I've never walked that far in my entire life. That's right. And Buck's like, and you're not going to start today. Get in, the, get in the driver's seat. And he's like, hey, you like hot dogs? Or he's like, yes, sir, I do. He's like, how about we get some hot dogs with everything on it? And then they just chow down on some dogs. That's right. In, in that golf cart. Amazing. Don't have to walk anywhere. What a dream. Yes. What a dream job. Yeah. I would work for Buck for years. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> if only we were men. <laughs> if only we were a little boy. Yes. <laughs> if only. <laughs> so Buck and Bobby are just spending a lot of time together and just... Enjoying each other's company. Yeah, they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we cut to the B-plot, and it's a B-plot with Peggy and Min, yeah. and... I, I don't know why we don't see more of them together because they are just seeing them like going head to head yes. is such a pleasure. It's there's something pure about it. This is one of my favorite B plots. It's so good. They're both so good in it. And it's so simple too. Like they Peggy goes to donate blood and Min's there and it quickly just turns into like a competition. I feel like one of the people that works there is like, Oh, if you donate this much blood, then you get a mug. Right. A mug. Right. And even before that, like, you know, they're they're bragging about what type of blood that they have. Like, yeah. Min's like, I'm a universal donor. Uh-huh. And Peggy's like, well, I have the rarest blood of all. It's like liquid gold. Or- right. And of course, the two of them would have, like, the most desirable blood. Everyone's blood is very good and important. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's the worst blood? Like, I don't think there is there one like it seems like there's always one that's like great for someone. Well, right. I mean, you, everybody needs blood at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, some blood might be better than blood. Other blood. <laughs> My blood might be the best. I was <laughs> gonna say it's yours, isn't it? Were you waiting for me to say your blood? <laughs> well, I don't know. I was thinking, oh, whatever. <laughs> Is it O positive or just O? I'm O negative, but I don't know. Like, I guess I really don't know. (laughs) Okay. So, so yeah, so they're, they already start out with like, like a little bit, you know, competitive. Oh, my blood's great. No, my blood's great. Okay. Like Harry Potter. Um, (laughs) But uh, then the uh, mug gets introduced and it's, it's very much like a whoever like gives this much blood gets a mug like mm. just for everyone but of course they're just like it's i'm going to get that mug it is on let's do this which like take your time <laughs> oh no <laughs> why do you have to have the mug first like i don't know it's not like it's just one mug but <laughs> they just like go at it and they just start like giving away so much blood <laughs> they are so weak <laughs> It's so scary. Like, what if they have a stroke or something? I mean, this is like, oh, for a mug. 
for a mug. But it is, I mean, like this story, it's just the two of them and it's such a simple concept, but it is such a great B-plot. It's so good. Their competitiveness knows no bounds. Oh, it's perfect. They will give all of their blood yeah to beat the other one they like like <laughs> like at certain points can't physically stand well I, I will rephrase that i think peggy would give all of her blood in order to win because at some point men's like all right like i have to take a t- like a take a step back because they won't take blood from me i don't even know i don't even know that she's like all right this has gone too far i don't think she thinks like that i think she eventually they're just like you can't give any more blood that's what i'm saying like, and then okay, i can't and then peggy's like i'll drive to houston yeah peggy <laughs> peggy has that extra layer of like conniving like do what it takes where min's just like i'll give my blood it's just that you put limits on it <laughs> that i guess i can't now and meanwhile peggy's just like i'll give this blood away if it kills me <laughs> <laughs> there is no limit yeah i have no limits <laughs> um so <laughs> so I do love this B plot. Yeah. It's awesome. So that's happening with them. They're losing tons of blood. <laughs> and uh, their minds. And their minds. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to Hank and Bobby and Buck's story. And Buck and Bobby have been spending a ton of time together and it's starting to rub off on Bobby. And <laughs> he's such an idiot at dinners. He'll just say the most offensive things about like, just like the most un-PC language and it's all from Buck mm-hmm. and Hank is just like you can't say that stuff and then he finds out that Bobby's been helping Buck cheat and he's like you like we don't cheat in this house and he sees the watch that Buck gave Bobby and he's just like this is like that's like you know this is too much like you need to return that watch and Bobby's like I'm not gonna and mm-hmm. I earned this I earned this by helping Mr. Strickland cheat and so Hank's just like we're going straight to Buck's house and you're giving this back and, and yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like Bobby, you know what a like Eagle scout your dad is. Why are you going to tell him that you helped Buck get like the best score by cheating? Like, just be like, Oh, he's just really appreciative of the work that I do for him. So he gave me this. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have to say. Learn how to lie better. Seriously. Like, like, who are you? You're not your dad's boss. Like you can't get away with this shit. Like he's just talking. You're not Buck who can get away with literally murder at this point. Frank, you have nothing to offer. (laughs) You're just his son. You're just his son. You contribute nothing. Just watch what you say around your mother and father. So Hank takes Bobby over to Buck's house and he's just like, if this is how you want to act, then you can go live with Buck. Mm. And he drops him off at Buck's house and drives away feeling so smug. He's like, oh, he's not going to last two minutes there. Like (laughs) Buck doesn't want to take care of a kid and, He'll be back, you know, before we know it. And, I mean, do we cut to, like, the next day? Yeah, so, yeah, so he, he, (laughs) I love it because he's like, all right, go, go hang out with him. Go on, Bobby. And Bobby goes up to the door and Buck's just like, hey, hey, get on in here, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) And Hank's just like, oh, fuck, (laughs) that didn't work. (laughs) And he comes back to Peggy passed out on the couch and he's like, have you heard from Bobby? She's like, Who? She's like, wait, where is he? Like, ha- like she just had a conversation with Hank about it. And like, she's so, she's just so like, 
low on iron and like low on blood so much blood loss yeah she (laughs) cannot function i don't know how she drove home so yeah the next day yeah so like the next day bobby still hasn't called up to beg to be picked up you know Mm -hmm. uh so hank heads over to buck's house and knocks on the door and his housekeeper answers and hank's like i need to speak to buck and she's just like he's in arkansas right yeah yeah that's right yep he's in springs yeah yeah he's in arkansas he went there with mr hill and (laughs) hank's like i'm mr hill and she's like no the smaller mr hill (laughs) talking about little (laughs) mr hill talking about bobby so buck has taken bobby to arkansas in the oh, night. In the night. In the dead of the night. Without even calling. <laughs> just asking permission or anything. He just took this kid like across state lines. Yep. We're we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and this is how Hank finds out. Oh and my god. <laughs> although I guess it's possible he called and told Peggy and Peggy has no record. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I doubt it, but that's yeah. fair enough. <laughs> I don't think Buck would do that. No, he absolutely would not. <laughs> Uh, so this is how Hank finds out that his son is gone and we cut to them in Arkansas and Buck and Bobby are at this dog racing track and Buck's like just betting money and cheating I think or I don't know he, I don't think he's cheating at this point but he's definitely he's having a good time I appreciated his approach to like picking the dog that would win because <laughs> yeah. he was just like I that's the dog I bet on mere minutes ago i saw him take the biggest dump so i know that he'll be like nice and light and run really fast oh, and i was like that's smart. actually like i mean yep. you don't have too much information that's like pretty good i will say that i have been to a dog track with a boss and i also took a picture of a dog taking a dump on the track was it before the race it was right before the race oh yeah and did that <laughs> one win i can't remember that much but i remember just being like I can't believe I'm at a fucking dog race. This yeah. Is, this is kind of gross, actually. Like, you think it's going to be like the Kentucky Derby with everybody with hats and, like, everybody's so fancy. No, it's gnarly. <laughs> and it was in Daytona. No one's wearing those, like, my big My Fair Lady hats. No. No, no one has, like, monocles. No, everybody looks like they have been up drinking for 24 hours and they are on their last leg and they're like, please, God, let this dog win. <laughs> And he also took me to each one of them like just came from like a tailgate. Yeah. (laughs) Or they came from Hooters, which is the other place we went to that night. It was in Daytona Beach, Florida. And I can't believe that's not like the craziest boss you've ever had. That's not (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) He was pretty bad, but he's not the worst one. (laughs) That's like crazy, Amy. (laughs) That's crazy. Um do you have a picture of that dog taking a dump? I absolutely do. It's on my Facebook somewhere and I'm going to find it so All right. you can put it on our Instagram. Note, note to us. I'm going to take a screenshot of the date and, and the dog. So they're at this track and then I, I can't remember too much like between like then and the evening except uh, by this point Hank has like like taken taken for Arkansas. <laughs> He's on his way to Arkansas. He's headed there. He is booking it. He's driving the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> what, he even pulls a cop over to tell him his taillights <laughs> How out? How do you even pull a cop over? 
wave him down. And the cop's just like, thank you, sir. And I he's know. like, all right, drive safe. <laughs> but yeah, he drives all the way there. Uh, and so he's like on his way. Meanwhile, Buck and Bobby have transitioned into the evening and Buck is taking Bobby to some kind of seedy. Yeah. Uh, what are, what are they doing? Is it cockfighting? That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those places. It's like some kind of like back alley, like seedy bar where cocks are fighting <laughs> and people are betting money on it and being gross and sweaty and nobody's mingling you're just there to be aggressive and bet money <gasps> it's not like a place of like socialization you know what i'm saying yes of course okay. it's a place to you feel like absolute shit i imagine but it's, also the most alive that you've ever felt <laughs> it's no place for a child that's for sure oh and right. so instead he leaves him in the alley that's right so he tries to take bobby into this place and the bouncer's just like no kids in here obviously and Buck's like, but he's my son. And <laughs> Bo- and the bouncer's like, you, you cannot take your son in here. He cannot come in. And Buck's just like, all right, Bobby, you wait out here in this dark alley by this dumpster. Oh, oh my. Could you imagine being any age and left in an alley? Yeah. No. No way to get home. No money. No phone nothing and he like that bouncer's not even out there hanging out with him nope it's just uh bobby ends up waiting in this dark dank alley in hot springs arkansas and he's next to a dumpster he's by himself and then like these drunk people end up kind of showing up and they're making out with each other but at at least he's not alone But then the guy threatens to kick his ass, so it's almost like, I wish he was alone. Yeah, and then Bobby watches, like, the woman just, like, violently vomit, and then they go right back to making out. (laughs) Gnarly! (laughs) No place for a child at all. Uh, Buck ends up just, like, getting into some shit. Of course. Uh, He loses a ton of money. They send people out to like get more money that bobby's holding on to and to take bobby's watch and bobby's like well no this is he gave this to me it's mine and they're like your daddy said we could have it Mm. and buck is just like being held by these i don't know underworld powerful underworld people and (laughs) they're not letting him go until they get their money it's all very like I imagine would be very terrifying. Terrifying. Are I you mean, kidding me? If he's lucky, they're going to just break his knees, right? There's like, there's always a fun element to like getting into trouble, but that one, there's no fun. It's just terrifying. He, there's something about it though, that he like, for most people that would be their rock bottom, but I right. think this is just his like weekend. It, you are not wrong. Yeah. It's crazy he's not dead. Uh, there is no God. Because <laughs> that guy should be fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Buck Strickland and 4.30 a.m. are both proof that there is no God. <laughs> so sit with that. That's right. <laughs> All right. So Bobby ends up getting chased by these goons that are trying to take his watch. Poor baby. Yeah, he's, like, alone in a city that he's never been in, in a state he's probably never been in, and uh, in a dark alley, and people are now trying to, like, kill him. He was abandoned by his one caretaker, and yeah. 
Anyway, I don't have to paint you a picture. It's scary. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. And then, like an angel sent from heaven, Hank appears in his truck. Hot Hank! And he's like, he's got everyone a- cool it! <laughs> oh, he's, no, he, <laughs> oh, he's got a golf club. And he's like, stand behind me, Bobby. Oh, Okay, I yeah, just like he like even puts his hand on him, and he's like, "Back up!" And he's I like, think you prob- "I'm this boy's father." Amy, there's definitely a dent in this chair now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this episode reaches a horny pitch, a climax, if a you climax. will. <laughs> Hank just shows up and what fights these goons off, or is just like, "Yes, yeah, he he has Hank has such a presence." That he's just like, you can fight me or you can back the fuck off. Yeah. And the guy's just like, Psh, whatever, never mind. All it's right, not worth it. it. It's not worth getting my ass handed to me by this golfer stallion. Yeah. This hot stallion. This thick hottie. I mean, it's a good thing he doesn't have, like, any ass because he needs, like, all that extra room in his jeans for it. Bales! So, Hank saves Bobby, and it's very, very hot. And Mm -hmm. then, do they, does he go to get Buck, or does, is Buck? Yeah, they get him, yeah. He goes and, like, and Buck, like, escapes. Is he in his underwear by this point? (laughs) Not yet. He's... He doesn't have a shirt on, oh, and okay. I love I love this scene because he like he, they like throw him out into the alley, and he's like he cracks a bottle open. He's oh. like, I said, get back because I'm having a <laughs> fucking heart attack. That's right. And then Hank's like, Buck, get in, and we see Buck start to run, but it's the slowest <laughs> run you've ever seen, and his guts out, and then he like. Manages to plop himself into the truck bed. He just flops into <laughs> he it. He flops right into it. He's just like, yeah! <laughs> and he's just like, I am an unstoppable god. And then Hank starts to like slow the truck down so the people start to catch up. And and he's in the truck bed and they like can like almost grab him. And he's like, go faster! <laughs> I know, and he gets punched in the face by one of them. Yep. And that's what Hank was waiting for. He's yep. like... All right, well, now I can go. <laughs> That's right. And and so Hank has saved Buck and Bobby. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Min and Peggy's story. And like we mentioned before, they will not stop giving blood until they are forced to stop. And even then, Peggy, like, pushes her body to the limits. She sure does. But she gets that mug. So good. She crawls over to Min's house. <laughs> She's just dragging her limbs, but, like, mustering the strength to drag this mug with her. And she's like, she's like, Min! Min, check me out. Look what I have, Min. Down here! Look at this. And Min's like, where'd you get that mug? And she's like, I have done it in blood. And she, like, makes some joke, like, I think I'm going to go inside and make myself a cup of coffee with my mug, and then just proceeds to pass out on her lawn. <laughs> she does, she's like, that'll be good. <laughs> and then just falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
it's a miracle she doesn't lapse into a coma and die. <laughs> so she is victorious and she gets this mug before Min and survives. And so we cut back to Hank and Bobby and Buck and they're driving back to Texas and Bobby and Hank are talking and Bobby's like, I guess I'm in trouble. And Hank's like, yeah, you're like grounded for the rest of the summer and you definitely can't caddy and you definitely can't hang out with Buck anymore. <laughs> and Bobby's just like, mm, thanks, dad. <laughs> and thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. He's just so relieved. He's like, please just let me go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to wake up in the first place. <laughs> And that's the episode. Yay! Yay! Wow, we did it! We did it! Thank you for you helping me do that. No, no, you no. Did it. Uh, you did it. Oh, yes, honey. Due to the fact that her thighs spread just like... This episode of Ho Yeah Podcast is brought to you by... Our lovely patrons, <laughs> Jesse H. Mm, 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 mm. Karen F. <laughs> Woodley 
I would be terrified. Yeah, if, if Buck bailed on me and I was left in an alley in Arkansas, oh! I would be <laughs> horrified. <laughs> Let alone a child. Yeah, God almighty. All right, anyway. Let's see. All right, so just in the very beginning, I was like, why do parents force their kids to be busy when they're on summer break? Yeah. Did I talk about this already? Oh, we had a great conversation about it too, where it was okay. like violent the way they do that. That's right. Sorry. I we're, We stopped recording and now we're recording again. And I was also pretty drunk the first time. So <laughs> Isn't it amazing? You could never tell. <laughs> oh, so we're going like, to pass that one. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Back to the amazing B plot with Peggy and Min. When, when they first see each other and they're talking about like, you know, how much how much blood they've donated and the woman's like so after like eight pints and Ooh. or you've done whatever and peggy's like or one gallon she <laughs> just, just screams it at men <laughs> oh just the whole peggy on the ground after she donates her like smacking her peak her peaks <laughs> her, her cheeks so there she's pinching them so they're so they're like red and rosy so she doesn't look like she's dying because she's so low on blood um her yeah. driving all the way to Houston because she heard about some horrible accident and she's like this is my chance to win <laughs> she has no- enough awareness to know that she's low on blood so she has to pinch her cheeks but then when she wants to gloat in front of men she has to drag herself there <laughs> on her belly doesn't that take away from your like gloating a little bit if you're just half dead on your lawn I mean it it's yes but also I could see Peggy being like I will crawl on my belly to prove to you that I am better. <laughs> I, I could also see her being like, there's a chance I might die in the night. So I need to <laughs> gloat with my last dying breath. I need to make sure I rub this in men's face. Yeah, exactly. My family already knows I love them. I don't need to express that. <laughs> oh, love it. Such a good, such a good B plot. Uh <laughs> Buck, I don't, I don't, I do not understand why Hank is so good to Buck. Mm-mm. I mean, there's so much that Buck does that is just fucked up. But by this is, point, he's already tried to frame him for murder. I, so that's you're absolutely right. <laughs> what else can he do? But one of one of the best parts is when Hank is um, when Hank asks him, like, "Hey, do you think that Bobby could be a tank wipe?" And Buck's just like, oh, no, I already, what did he say? I already promised the job to Mrs. Liz's brother's stepson's kid. <laughs> and, and Hank's just like, oh, well, you know, I, I really like golfing. And, you know, uh-huh. I, you know, and he's just like, Hank, you're too old to be a caddy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knows what Hank is asking, but he's just being a dick about it. Uh, some good Bill and Dale stuff, you know, just like so a couple of lines from them. Bill says, I had a dream last night where we were all naked, except for you, Hank. You had on these tiny clear underpants on. <laughs> Actually, they weren't doing you any good because you could see everything. I know. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Yeah, it's so good. And then I bet you wrote down the Dale one too, where he, where uh, Bobby gets dropped off by Buck and... Dale just goes, look at you, Hank. You are so jealous. When was the last time you were dropped off by your boss? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Just 
taunting Hank. And you know that Hank is jealous. <laughs> Truly. He is. And it's like, God damn it, Dale. Leave oh, him man. alone. That is so true. I, I haven't even like considered that point, that perspective of the show where the episode where it's just Bobby gets to spend all of this time with Buck and it's rubbing off on Bobby and he's kind of turning into a little asshole mm-hmm. mini Buck and Hank doesn't like that. But my brain didn't fully consider the fact that like, this is what he would love. He would yeah. love to just spend, be best friends with, with Buck. Exactly. He would, he is so jealous. So <laughs> jealous. I love Bobby. He again. You you were saying that like Buck is you know turning him into a little asshole, but when he he's at dinner with eating dinner with Hank and Peggy, and he says that really shitty line, and then he's just like whatever, it doesn't matter, and then he says, God dang it, it's seven fifteen. I'm missing the wheel. The wheel. <laughs> so good. Oh. At some point, Buck has screamed that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Speaking of Buck screaming, there's, of course, uh, when Bobby is forced to go over there to apologize to Mr. Strickland uh, for knocking down that one guy um, after he was riding the block of ice. And- Forky. Yes. <laughs> and he says, um, Bobby says, I don't know if you've ever ridden a block of ice <laughs> before. And Buck's just like, well, I married Miss Liz, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> it's just it is shitty but it's so funny every time i hear it i'm like damn that's a good one it's a really good one i wrote that down too it's shitty that it's a joke about his wife but man he was on it he was he was ready yeah that is some fucking wit right there well i married miss liz (laughs) i married miss liz didn't i (laughs) it's like take my wife Please. No, please take her. <laughs> um, and of course, and then soon after, where he just he's like, "Well, I was making a hot toddy. You want a hot toddy?" Yeah. And, and Bobby's like, uh, "No, I'm okay." Miss Liz, two hot toddies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God. Um, <laughs> you know, back to Peggy being all fucked up from being so low on. Uh, blood she's laying on the couch and hank is just telling her just like oh don't you know whatever buck is buck's not gonna take care of bobby he's no caretaker bob and she just is like all right i can't handle a thousand details hank just give me the broad strokes i love that (laughs) he's not saying anything at all he's saying very simple things and she's just like what (laughs) i know what is it she's just like what's going on and he's just like well bobby's at bucks and she's like I, what did she say? I can't. I don't need a thousand details. <laughs> Just give me the broad strokes. <laughs> She's so exhausted. I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's also this really good animation scene that is truly terrifying when Bobby is in the alleyway and like Buck's about to leave him in the alleyway and he's like, all right, listen, you can't come in there. So I'm going to go in there and I want you to hold my heart pills and my extra money. And if it seems like I'm going to start losing, I need you to run in there and start, my daddy's having a heart attack. <laughs> but the animation of Buck looming over Bobby, like Ooh. it's from Bobby's perspective. He's looming over him and doing like this wild face and he's screaming. And Bobby just looks absolutely terrified. I'm like, that would be so scary. By this point, Buck is just giving so much energy. He has to have like 
done some coke at the dog <laughs> track or something. Well, I feel like that is the place to do cocaine. <laughs> the dog track? The dog track. <laughs> we got to go to a dog track. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and set them all free. <laughs> Ride That's them right. to freedom. Ride them to freedom. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, I just got a couple more. I love this saying, like, I'm going to start using this from now on when, I guess, Buck's on a hot streak. He comes back out and he's like, I'm on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. <laughs> and he does like a chugging choo-choo motion. Writing that, that down. I was like, damn, that's good. I'm going to use that anytime that I'm doing well in life. <laughs> it was somebody, how you doing? I'm on a gravy train with biscuit wheels, baby. I'm going to say that your eulogy, or when I give your eulogy, I'm going to say, you know, she lived her life on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. She rode that gravy train with biscuit wheels straight to hell. (laughs) Uh, Keeping those biscuits nice and hot. Mm -hmm. Mm All right, and then my last one was just like, I don't really know why Bobby was in so much trouble because at the end of it, he's like, oh yeah, you're definitely grounded for the rest of the summer, uh, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, but Bobby, first of all, you brought him to Buck's house and then Buck took him to Arkansas. He's a 12-year-old, 13. So why is he in so much trouble? He was left in an alley. He was chased. That's true, I... I guess he could have at least called or said to Buck, like, I can't leave the state without my parents' permission or something. But at the same time, we don't know what Buck told him. Right. And, you know, those situations, it's so much easier. It's so easy to look back and be like, well, why didn't you just say this? But when you're, you know, they're not equals. Like, we talk about power dynamics. This is a child. That's yes. an adult. Yeah. yeah, that is interesting. So it's just like, man, Bobby shouldn't be grounded the rest of the summer. Like, Buck should get his ass kicked a lot. Yeah. Hank should use this as leverage to get a raise or something. Absolutely. You almost got my son killed. Hold this I over need, his head forever. I need an extra $10,000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> and additional favors that I don't know what they are yet. But, but they'll, they will, I will let you know. When I will let come. you know when I need them. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to read my parts now you definitely hit on a lot of quotes that i wrote down oh this part was kind of shocking mm-hmm. um when hank was it was during a conversation with hank and buck and and i think hank was just maybe expressing some kind of gratitude for looking after bobby and helping him get a job and all that stuff and mr strickland says to hank well he reminds me of my own boy and hank's like <laughs> i didn't know you had a son and Buck is just like, yeah, lives in another city. And, uh, yeah, lives in another city. Another woman names Roy or Ray or something like that. After 16 years, I'm too embarrassed to ask. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> so he has a son with another woman that he doesn't know the name of. And this kid's 16 years old. So was this kid conceived after he was married to Miss Liz? I would assume so. Because surely they've been married for more than 16 years. Right. It seems like they've been married. Like one of those couples that have been together 20, 30 years. But he he would have, like, how old do you think Miss Liz is? 50s. 
So he uh, definitely wouldn't have married her if she was any older than 25, right? <laughs> Very good point. Right? So, so there's a lot in this like little exchange. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot that's being said about Buck in this exchange. It's yeah, wild. Yeah, we we actually meet Ray Roy uh, in much later, and <laughs> I think in the 13th season. Oh boy, maybe the 12th or 13th season. It's a great, it's a great episode. It's Buck being a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, well let's. Keep our eyes open for Ray Roy. <laughs> Roy Ray, whatever Roy Ray. he calls him. <laughs> uh, we'll be looking for uh, Ray Roy, Roy Ray, and that <laughs> one like little background image of Wes Archer's character. That guy in prison. Oh, Wes Archer. Oh, yeah. Wesley Mar- <laughs> Martin. <laughs> uh, he, he will pop up in a later season, so. I can't remember which one. So it'll be fun to keep our eyes open. Keep our ears peeled. Our ears peeled. (laughs) All right. Uh, This one quote by Buck, or no, by Hank. I think it's after, oh yeah, it's after Bobby's first day at the country club. And Hank's like, how was your day? And he's like, it was great. And Buck was there and he was like tipping everyone. He gave me $5. and, And I think Hank is maybe... Like, what? That can't be right. That must be a mistake. And he says to Bobby, Buck's not one to throw his money around. He rewards hard work with a fair salary. Oh, it was no. just maybe the hankiest line in the whole episode. I know. And there were a lot of hanky lines. There were. You're right. Uh, we said that part about... Oh, and then my last two lines, you already said the one about uh, Miss Liz and a block of ice. <laughs> and Bill's dream. Um, so that's pretty much everything i wrote down i will say i think there were a few extra guests in this episode but i highlighted just one we have a return guest star one andrew lawrence of the lawrence brothers of brotherly love and (laughs) older brother joey lawrence whoa (laughs) wow that took me a while to understand who you were talking about. I know. I saw I saw <laughs> your eyes looked so dead until I said uh I think brotherly, brotherly love and the, the comprehension. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, I think I'm pretty sure he does the voice of the other caddy who has Bobby ride a block of ice down a hill. Right. Who you know who did the officer? Like when when Hank pulls over an officer because his light is out. I don't know. Because that guy had a lovely voice. Did he? It was very deep. Don't point that out. Somebody will tell us. Please tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of somebody will tell us. All right. I think it's time for listener comments, huh? Here we go. What do you think? I I have a prediction that most of them will be, well, I married Ms. Liz, didn't I? (laughs) Or Ms. Liz, two hot toddies. Anyone who... um mentions a gravy train with biscuit wheels i'll be very impressed me too <laughs> right off the bat wait I see- do we have a listener comment song oh a doy no we don't oh my god what we don't all right i'll maybe i'll play a random voicemail yeah there you go all right so we didn't have a listener comment song directly specifically mailed to us but i went through the voicemail and i found a voicemail from september 8th and i think it would make a lovely listener comment song Mm -hmm. um they don't 
say their name, but it was sent on September 8th at 12, 12 p.m. And the area code for their phone number is 530. So maybe this is you. (laughs) Whoever you are, thank you. And here is a voicemail from whoever this person is. a kazoo if they're using a recorder or if they are using their mouth yeah (laughs) i pictured them just screaming inside you ever screamed with your mouth closed yes it kind of sounded like that (laughs) it does (laughs) well thank you so much that was wonderful i love it send in your own listener comment song uh you can email it to hello at hoyapod.com or you can call us and just leave a voicemail. You don't even have to leave your name or anything. Nothing. Our number is 536 536 Whoa. 386 Bailey Brown 17. I'm on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. What? Yep. And, and caveman underscore rock. I'm on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. One of my favorite episodes. So many great quotes. Excellent. Very good. All right. Here's a quote and I can't place it in the episode, but it's by that one. Cade, C-A-D-E. And it says... Yeah, I'd be wetting myself too if I were you. Made me wet myself. <laughs> That's when what's his face the the snitch uh golf like the guy who brings Bobby home after he knocks over Cor- Corky. Oh yeah, because Bobby's he's like, oh yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. Well, shut up. And I will admit that I read that as uh yeah, I'd be wetting m- myself too if I were you. Made me wet comma myself yeah that's how i read it at first too <laughs> when i saw that listener comment, i was like i was like did it <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> do you get off on power all right <laughs> Catherine moore says what was y'all's first job i worked at balloon heaven oh balloon heaven balloon heaven what is that is what? that where they all the dead balloons go <laughs> all balloons go to balloon heaven, heaven. <laughs> what was your first job amy um oh it was at michael's they made me work on my 16th birthday because that's when i could legally work in the state of florida oh my god uh and i that and my friend mary was throwing a big ass party for me and i went to that and then i got very blackout drunk and i missed my next day of work and i never went back in nice but I kept the apron for a really long time. And then what'd you do with it? I probably lost it in one of my many, many moves. Cool. <laughs> what was yours? My first job was at a Panera. And again, I was 16. Wow. And uh, I think I was only there for a week before I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
situation. I don't know if they still do this, but at the time, at the end of the day, employees got to take home whatever pastries oh, were left. And baby. people people would literally fill up like paper, like those paper bags you get at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. They would fill like fill those up and people would be walking out with two filled paper <gasps> bags of just pastries. Oh. It was awesome. That is amazing. Very cool. Yum. I hope they still do that. Did you have to yell hot bread? Yes, and I always screamed it. <laughs> Any opportunity to scream in a restaurant, yeah, I would do it. See, I would have hated having to do that. I would Hot have, bread! I would have thought it was so dumb. I worked at a Cold Stone Creamery, and you're supposed to, um, or something like that. You're supposed to, like, sing when they give you a tip. Of course I didn't. Oh. And people were so mad when I w- wouldn't do it. I'd be like, I did not see you give me a tip. Yeah. <laughs> do it again. You got- and I'm not, And I'm not singing this time either. Yeah. And I got fired from that job. Good. <laughs> whatever. I know. I was like, fine, whatever. I hate this job. It's stupid. And look at you now. And look at me now. <laughs> Still struggling. <laughs> oh, this is this is great. Shabby Witchcraft says, Buck almost gets the only child Hank's narrow urethra could shoot out killed, and Hank still loves him. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Point. I know. <gasps> Wow. That one is very good. Uh, Nurse and Embers. Sexy Halloween costume idea. Buck freezing in the back of Hank's truck. (laughs) With the, like, the golf club socks. Yes. what it looks like. (laughs) Okay, so we got Hello.Jello. We've got Little Feral Cowboy. Awesome. Okay, and some tribe all say... I don't know if you've ever ridden a block of ice before. Well, I married Miss Liz, didn't I? (laughs) Not as many as I thought. There's a shitload for, my daddy's having a heart attack. My daddy's having a heart attack. I was going to say, five Sharpie, or five Harpie, or just Sharpie. (laughs) Uh, You could read it. uh, Said that also. Bailey Brown, 17. Wait, my daddy's having a heart attack? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Not Bailey Brown, 17. Junie underscore Skywalker, roughed up goose, <laughs> Tony underscore mac and cheese, <laughs> BP underscore page, Ryan film lover, Finnegan the hmm, <laughs> Callista in bloom, Stephen dot Dawson ninety three, and I think that's it. Mm-hmm. But there's another one that's maybe a good third quote from a lot of people. Miss Liz, two hot tatties. <laughs> and we've got Stephen Dot Dawson 93. We've got, oh, hey, it's Joe Sue, <laughs> arbitrary and delicious. Bailey Brown 17. That's who I meant before. Mm-hmm. And Sharpie again, five Harpy, Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got two, two last ones. Here's my two last one. Jeremy T139 says, seeing Buck get punched in the face after Jesus. Seeing Buck get punched in the face after being a jackass is so satisfying. Wish it happened more. Agreed. And then arbitrary and delicious. Isn't that cheating? I'm not gonna lie to you, Bobby. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two last ones by Russell Aaron. Hank letting Buck hit his head on the truck is the most satisfying thing in the world. Mm. And my last one by Bailey Brown 17. Nothing like seeing a monkey whip a dog down the backstretch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Very good, everybody. Excellent listener Wonderful. comments. Thank you so much. If you ever want to contribute to listener comments, please join our or follow us on Instagram, Pod. That is where we post for, uh, we post it onto our stories. That is right. That is right. Trivia! Trivia! It's been so long. It's been so long. I don't even know the answers to my trivia. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want, you go first. Okay. We'll see how many we have that are the same. Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, no ladybird, no Dale ass, of course. That's right. No. Mm -mm. Okay. All right. Amy. Yes. Who is the chairman of the membership committee? Corky Raywood. Ah, I was hoping you didn't write it down. I did. (laughs) All right. Well, you're going to know this next one. Amy, what time does Wheel of Fortune come on? Seven. Yes. (laughs) All right. And my last question. It's kind of a two-parter. Ooh. Name the character that Bobby quotes from Taxi, or you can also name the actor that played him. Fuck. Um, Charlie Kaufman? Close. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. All right. Very good. You get that's a good one. One quarter of a point. Yeah. <laughs> And that was Andy Kaufman he quoted, and he played Latka Gravis. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. And that is that is all of my trivia. Very, okay, very good. So now, thank you very much. So thank you. All right. Now it's my turn. Jackie, mm-hmm. what are Peggy and Min's blood types? Peggy is... AB negative. That's right. And Min is, I don't know, O? Yes, very good. Just O? Just O. What? There's no such thing. She says O. Don't you have to be O negative or O positive? She says O. All right, just O. So Peggy is liquid gold, the rarest, and Min is a universal donor. Okay. Can give to anyone. That's right. Just like me. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome very much. <laughs> okay. Jackie. Yes. How many olives does Buck like in his martini? Oh. Five? Two. Oh. <laughs> Two? Isn't that standard? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I don't like olives. I know, I know how many olives you like in your martini. Zero. Zero. Because Amy thinks they taste like farts. They do. <laughs> it tastes like somebody's farting in my mouth. There we go. <laughs> And I love that. And you're, we need to like revisit your pop farts paper that you wrote. Pop farts? Yeah. Yeah. I want to revisit that. I don't know if I even still have it. I started it. I obviously didn't finish it. No, we'll finish it. Okay. And we'll read it on a mini-sode. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I hope I can find it. Actually, that was my, that was my only other trivia because there was, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. How many pints has Peggy donated so far in the very beginning of the episode? Eight. Six. Oh. Oh. But very good. Thank you. Okay, everybody. We're done. <laughs> Amy, do you know the next episode? I don't. It is. I don't want to wait. <laughs> the lives to be over. Sorry. Ooh, that'll be fun. I can't yes. remember anything it's about. Oh, it's very teen angsty. Oh, God. Oh, I know. You're going to 
hate it. I can't wait. Ooh, I'm going to be so mean. You're, you're going to be so mean. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> this is when we get gross Joseph. Ew! That's right. Pubed no, Joseph. it's too soon. I wasn't ready for it. Neither, neither was Bobby or Joseph or the rest of the Rainy Street gang. Fair enough. I guess this is like a real experience because <laughs> as grossed out as we feel, everyone else is, is also, also pretty grossed out. out. <laughs> All right. That's it. Jackie, you got any last words? No, I don't. I know. Jack- Welcome back to... <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to hold in a burp. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back at season five. I'm excited to kick it off and um, send in your Halloween stories. Yes, please. Please. We've got like one. Do it. Send it. We have one so far? Yeah, it's a voicemail. Yay. Mm -hmm. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you can send it in that way too. You could just tell us. You could just send it in a voicemail. It's no big deal. I mean, whatever. It's the easiest thing in the whole wide world. I mean, come on. You don't have to worry about it or anything. <laughs> Literally the least you can do. Also, rate and review. Mm. Five stars. <laughs> yes, please. And um, and that's all I have to say. That's it. All right, great. I have nothing else to add. Except well, for it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Okay. Okay. And until next time. Until next time. <gasps> Via con Dios! Dios! Woo! Thank you very much. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs>